Hey everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayera, and let's get right into it. So as we go through Sefer Parashas, and we have all these stories of the Avos and the Yimos, and there's very few mitzvos uh, in the entire Sefer. And as we know, and we've talked about many times on this podcast and the written versions of the Divrei Torah, the point of the Torah is to teach us laws. So what is, what's happening in Sefer Parashas that for the most part we're just hearing stories, hearing stories without any laws? And the answer is that these parashas are meant to teach us ethics. They're meant to teach us the proper way to act. And how we do that is by showing examples of our ancestors. And we learn from their example and see uh, what is the, uh, shall I say, ultimate uh, way that a human being um, can act. And, and the cool thing is that each one of them has a different um, mida, a specific, a different character trait, which they specialized in, um, which, uh, which means that uh, by each different person that we meet in the Torah, there's a different element that uh, we can focus on and learn about. So this week in Parshas Vayera, we're continuing with Avram Avinu. And the uh, Midah that Avram Avinu is famous for is Chesed. Uh, and most specifically, um, inviting guests into your house. And the funny thing about it is that even though at different points in the Torah, we see hints to the chassid of Abraham. Uh, the only time where we actually have a an actual example of his chassid, of his achnas hazorachim, is in this week's parsha, and it's not even to people; it's to malachim, and it's a story at the beginning of the parsha that the three malachim come to visit Abraham, um, and uh, they're there to tell him uh, about. Uh, uh, the birth of Yitzhak, which will happen in a year. Uh, they're there to destroy Sodom. They're there to heal him from his uh, bris milah, which had taken place uh, three days prior. But uh, the first reason they came is to actually visit Avram so that he could perform Mechnas Zorchem. And this is where we see the full display of what Avram would serve. Um, and it's really a, a staggering display. Um, besides for the, the bread uh, and, and, and milk and butter that, that was sort of the appetizer for the, mir, for the meal, he shechs three separate calves so that each uh, person, each angel, could have their own calf tongue, which is uh, a delicacy. And that's obviously not a cheap thing, and it just shows the dedication that Avram had towards his guests, that he would only serve them the best of anything, regardless of, of uh, what uh, it would cost him and, and how much work was into it. And you also see the speed uh, at which uh, he performed this, that Avram's running there, and he's running there, and he's getting everything together. And you see how he uh, gets his whole ha- family involved, he gets Sarah involved, he gets Ishmael involved, that this was a project that the entire household uh, would uh, take part in. And uh, I believe that uh, this is not a, you know, just a one-time thing and that everyone else got something different. I, I really believe that, that this story is just an example of how every single person was treated when they came to the house of Avram. So here is where the Torah is giving us the actual example, the actual um, Avram Chesed experience. And then immediately after this story, uh, we are given a very sharp contrast. And we're told about the city of Sodom and that the city of Sodom is going to be destroyed. Why is that? The people of Sodom were, were wicked in many different ways. But the basis of their culture, the foundation, I should say, of their culture, was that they prohibited any acts of kindness. They prohibited any giving of any kind. 
and while and while they had many things that they were guilty of in terms of Averos, this idea was the basis for the entire city being destroyed. And we learn about this immediately after the angels leave Avram's house. So the uh, juxtaposition of these two stories is very interesting. That you have the ultimate chesed person followed immediately by the uh, society that's anti-chesed, or extremely anti-chesed. And we could explain it simply that the three angels that came to visit Avraham, uh, they had a job to do at Avraham's house, and then they had a job to do in Sodom, to destroy it, to save Lot. But if you explore a little bit, there's an amazing idea over here. Avraham walks the angels out, and they head towards Sodom to destroy the city. And Hashem feels obligated to share the news of him destroying the city with Avraham. This starts in Parakid Ches, Pasuk where Hashem says, how can I not tell Avraham what I'm going to do? Avraham's going to be the father of a great nation. Uh, all the nations of the world have been placed under his care, his responsibility. How can I not tell him that I'm going to destroy an entire city? And he tells him that uh, the city is uh, very evil, and they have one last chance, and, and it looks like they're going to be destroyed. So what does Avram do? Avram does in a very, uh, very well-known story. He takes this as an opportunity to speak out and make sure that any and all alternatives have been considered before uh, the city would be destroyed and all the people would perish. He goes, are there 50 righteous people in this city? Are there 45? Are there 40? And then he goes 30, 20, and he goes down to 10. He says, are there 10 tzaddikim in the city? And every single time he asks if there are this many people in the city that are tzaddikim, will the city be saved? And Hashem answers every single time that yes, if there are 50, if there are 45, all the way down to 10, if there are that many tzaddikim in the city, uh, the city will be saved. And at that point, uh, Avram feels uh, assured that that the the need for justice and mercy has been fulfilled. And he leaves Hashem confident that he has done his best and also confident that Hashem is doing um, what needs to be done. Now, that's a very interesting story in its own right, and uh, perhaps we'll talk about it another time. We have discussed it, uh, different aspects of it at different parts in the previous years. I don't specifically want to talk, touch on that conversation this year. I'd more like to focus on the idea that there was a conversation at all. Ryakov Kamenetsky in his Sefer on Chomish, Emes Lyakov, points out that the significance of Avram's protest for the city of Sodom is the reason why these stories are juxtaposed. Every person has something uh, which is more important to them than the average person. For example, you have a person who feels really connected to the environment, and, and they'll, they will recycle. They'll recycle everything. Now, there are people who do their part in recycling, but they're not crazy about recycling. They have their one uh, you know, recycling bin in their house, and they bring it out, and they do their part. But this guy's got you know, 18 different bins and every single thing, and he's very careful about it. And he's doing a great thing, but you know, they're, they're, the average person may not feel um, as uh, as passionate about recycling as he does. Now, this person, because this is such a a personal feeling for him that recycling, that the planet will be saved by recycling, when he sees somebody who, even though they might be doing what a normal person would do, but they're not doing what everything that he feels is possible for them to do in order to save the planet, it, it, it offends him, it hurts him. He can't, he, he gets irrationally uh, upset at the other person, even though they're not technically doing anything wrong. And the truth is, the same thing 
uh, happens when it comes to mitzvos. Uh, if there is a particular mitzvah which you feel connected to, uh, the example that uh, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky gives is Shalashudas. I don't know if he, ha- if Shalashudas was a thing for him, but he gives Shalashudas. And there are so many people that don't uh, do Shalashudas in the best way possible. And you have this guy who... Um, and there is a lot of halachas to shalashudas, by the way, in terms of what you are obligated to do, what you can get away with, uh, the evidence, stuff like that. Um, it's a very interesting concept, which might uh, open your eyes in terms of what the obligation for shalashudas really is. Um, but uh, if you, so most people, they, let's say, let's say most people are fulfilling shalashudas in in less than. Uh, in less than the best way. They're doing enough, but they're not doing the best way. And you have this one guy who's very, very mockbid to do Shalashudas in the best way possible. When he sees somebody who's doing it, it's such a personal thing to him that when he sees somebody who's not doing it in the best way possible, it, it, it hurts him a little bit. You know, like how could you not how can you not appreciate Shalashudas? How can you not do whatever you can to make Shalashudas amazing? And even though the and, and even something where a person's doing a bad thing, right? Let's say a person, uh, um, you know, steals, you know, not in, not a, not a, not like he walks into a bank and steals, but like he's just not treating other people's money uh, properly, right? So he's doing something actually wrong. It's not like he's doing a bidiyavit. He's doing something wrong, right? So even though the actions of, of any person doing something wrong could offend any God-fearing Jew, um, this specific action, if you're somebody that's more careful about people's money, uh, it will offend you more than the average Jew. And understanding this point gives us a better appreciation for the actions of Avram. His entire, his main mida was chesed. He would do whatever he could for every random person that happened to come across his path. And a few miles away from him is the city of Sodom, a community completely dedicated to the exact opposite values of him. They do their best to eradicate kindness from within. Going so far, the Medrash explains, and you see this in the Psukim, they they brutally punish uh, anyone who would defy them, anyone who would try to bring even a, 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 a small bit of chesed into their town. What happens? Hashem comes to him and says, Sodom's going to be destroyed. And his first reaction is to try and save them. A normal person will say, Baruch Hashem, these are terrible people, and they're so anti-chaseh, they, they, they go against everything that I stand for. They, they you know, even if they're not uh, excited about the idea, you know, well, for most people would probably be excited. Like, Baruch Hashem, we're finally getting rid of them. They're not going to bring their evil to this world anymore. But even if, if it wasn't excited, even if it was just like, okay, that's, that's the right thing. I understand that's the right thing to do. But to defend them, go out of your way to defend them, that's not a normal thing. And yet, and yet we see that when evil goes against the most important thing in the world to him, Avraham rises above his feelings and pleads for justice and mercy from Hashem. And this is just another example of the greatness of our forefather Avraham. And gives us another little bit of our ancestors as we journey through Safer Gracious and gives us another little bit of inspiration to try and emulate them in whatever way we can. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of 
Amen Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Ashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great Shabbos.